0: This is Diana Olenik, the host of the Alchemia Success Show. And today, I'm extremely happy. Today we have with us the amazing Cricket Harrison. She's the founder of Smart Success and keynote speaker and performance expert. She is the expert when it comes to speaking events and she's gonna share with us today some of her journey, her strategies, her insights, So I cannot wait, but say, hello, Cricket Harrison. Thank you very much for being here today. And please let us know, how did you get started in this amazing journey? Hello, Diana.
1: Thank you for having me here. Oh gosh, how did I get started? You know, it came so long ago. How we, everything we do in our life gets us to the point where we are. And in the fifth grade, so elementary school, I think I was 10 or 11 years old. I had the opportunity to anchor the local elementary school newscast. And that was it for me. I knew I wanted to speak. I knew I wanted to be in front of people doing something. And so I went through my high school years, through my education, taking extemporaneous speaking classes, all sorts of communication classes, uh, did contests, speaking contests, went on to the university and graduated with psychology and what was called back then organizational communications, which is communications, uh, but with a focus on teams and performance and how to get teams to work together and how to get things accomplished. Uh, Ironically, my work took me a different direction. I started in, oh gosh, 2007 or so, I started specializing in learning disorders in adults. And through that world, I grew my business through speaking. Speaking was something I'd done naturally before, but now I was using the psychology side of my career and loved what I did and found so many of my clients were entrepreneurs. And they were brilliant minds, but they struggled with follow through and focus and things like that. So I started giving speaking presentations to grow my business. And I tripled my business in six months through speaking. So I knew I was on to something. So I had the blessing and the opportunity to attend a live event and it was a speaking event. And I learned a little bit more about speaking. It reminded me of things from from my past that I wasn't using anymore. And I did so well between growing my own business and that speaker training that that company hired me to train all of their speakers. So, I spent about two or three years with this company training three to 400 entrepreneurs in how to use speaking to grow their business. So, you know, full circle from fifth grade, going up, going the psychology route, working with adults, and now I'm back in the speaking world. And it's probably where I wanted to be all along, just didn't realize it at the time.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. So it sounds like speaking was already, you know, a skill that you had mm-hmm. already in you and you didn't have to, you know, like overcome like those huge challenges that some of us face when coming to having like to speak with um, audiences. Mm-hmm. But because you have that wonderful background in psychology that I'm pretty sure was helpful. So, in terms of that, what do you think that um, somebody could do? And maybe from that psychology point of view to overcome the challenge to speak in front of of an audience, like, for example, for an entrepreneur that has the business, maybe they are planning to, you know, brick and mortar mortar businesses now with the online uh, requirements and the crisis, they are, you know, pushed to now have their offerings online. What an entrepreneur that is a little bit shy could do in order to be able to you know, apply a strategy related with speaking that you can teach maybe
1: one strategy? Oh, that's such a great question. Probably more than one strategy. But I do want to acknowledge my introverts out there because there are a lot of introverts and people say, oh no, this is not for me. And it is most definitely for you because you do speak every day. You speak to people about what you do. So speaking is more than just speaking on a stage. It's speaking at a networking event. It's when you have one minute to tell someone what you do. It's speaking when we're in person again, in the elevator or at a cocktail party or at a preschool party or at a soccer or, or sporting game. So there's so much more to it when somebody says, what do you do or who do you help? So I just want you to reframe what speaking is because you have you speak every day and you have a platform. And by that, I mean, you have something that you do or speak about or that you believe about in your business, you're just not using a stage every day. So a couple of things here. The first is, is just be confident in what you do. That's not being cocky to the other people. It just, you know, be calm and confident that you know what you're doing. And then come from a place of service. Because if I focus on the audience or the other person and about what I'm trying to help them with, or help them get success with, then I'm not focused on myself. When we get really nervous, and it's the nervous that works against us, then that usually means we're focused on ourselves. We're worried about what people think of us. We're worried about what we're gonna say. We're worried about what, you know, we're gonna forget something. And if you stay kind of confident in your subject matter, you know your own stories. So you know what? If you mess them up, we don't know, it's okay. Right? So think of it as a place of service. Notice that if you're anxious, not in a good way, then it, you're focused in the wrong place. Now I get a lot of energy before I speak, especially live in person, but it's that good rush of energy. So just make sure you're distinguishing. Is this the nervous kind of, I feel sick energy, or is this the energy in your butterflies in your tummy of I'm so excited, yeah. but always remember to trust who you are and what you know and focus on the audience in terms of being of service and giving. And that helps get rid of a lot of the nerves. The other piece is just to dive in and do it. Don't wait for everything to be perfect, especially virtually now. Don't wait for the perfect setup. Don't wait for the perfect background. Don't wait for the perfect lights. Just start. Mm -hmm. Because people love an imperfect person. They want to see your humanness and that you're not perfect versus everything is perfect. They want to see that you're normal, that, that you can relate to them. So, uh, you know, give yourself a hug and cut yourself some slack and say, hey, I've got this. I think that's the biggest thing is, is just build up your own confidence and trust what you know.
0: Yeah, that's an amazing tip. Yeah, some Many people like feel stuck in that, um, mm-hmm. in, that, in their business when it comes to have to bring all of that outside, yeah. explain it in a way that is reliable and, and overcoming those fears of speaking and, and you know showing the value. So that is such a great you know, type of value that you're sharing right there. Thank you very much for that, which is as you explain focusing more in the audience and not in what I'm feeling or thinking at the moment. So then that separation or or attention, when it's focused in them, relaxes, I guess, a little bit, and it's easier for anybody to concentrate in the actual speaking. So um, I understand that you're the founder of Smart Success, and I'm Mm -hmm. very curious to know, what is Smart Success? uh, What are kind of like the different Uh, value opportunities that you have inside smart success, how it was born and where is it going?
1: So I thank you for asking that. I love the title smart success. It started out as a program. I did, my company Mm -hmm. was named something else and I rebranded to this because at the, at the core of my business, you know, at the very bottom, all my offerings and programs are about helping people work the way they work best helping people and teams. How do we work together? How do we each be our best and work together? For me, that's through speaking. I'm at my best when I'm speaking and presenting. For some people, it's writing. For some people, it's research. So it's not about everybody has to speak. I do have an expertise in speaking. So that is probably at least 50% of my business is helping people understand That when you can get just that 15 or 20 minute networking talk down, you can really, really grow your business. But it's also about what does that look like for you? And one of the things I did a couple of years ago in my business after interviewing over 100 entrepreneurs is I said, why is it that there's so many smart, brilliant, uh, creative minds out there, but they struggle to get anything done? And so smart success came out of setting yourself up for success, knowing what you need ahead of time to be at your best or perform your best. And I rewrote what we know as the traditional smart goals. So my smart success is based on the idea that smart goals, the S is you need to have a strategy. uh, You need whatever structures and support you have to have in place. If I'm going to speak virtually, I need to make sure that I have my setup. I need to have my lights. What is it that's going to make me my best? I need to have my mindset. I need to know that I can do this, get rid of all the negative talk. I need to be accountable. As entrepreneurs, we're not accountable to hardly anyone. So we can justify changing things and avoiding things we don't want to do. So accountability is huge. And we see that at the entrepreneur level, all the way up through the top corporate level. Uh, The R is for routine. And most of my entrepreneurs think routine is boring. They like flexibility and change and excitement, Mm -hmm. but the routine is how often you use those strategies and structures, and they actually free up space for creative time. It makes you more efficient in what you're doing so you have more free time. And the T is about trusting, trusting the process, trusting yourself, sticking it out and getting it done. So that's where smart success came from. And it has just grown into this, this much bigger entity, quite honestly, of the productivity, how do I work best side and the performance? How do I then perform at my best? What does that look like for me? For some people, it's the same thing. For some people, it's just the speaking. So so it goes either way, but my whole goal is to help people work the way they work best and set themselves up for success.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome because in, in this model, you actually take into account what are, you know, their best skills of how mm-hmm. they feel more comfortable with themselves doing it. And then from there, all the strategy, strategy or strategic steps that are needed to bring mm-hmm. that to the audience, uh, that's awesome. Right. So um, it's basically, as you said, related with productivity and performance, right? Right, right. Yeah. In terms of performance, what would be, you know, you've worked with many entrepreneurs, um, asking and interviewing entrepreneurs, what do you see that is the number one uh, situation that make, people get stuck in terms of the performance that they should have. Like what's the number one mistake that they've so, doing that you can advise?
1: On that? Yeah. In terms of entrepreneurs, it really comes down to procrastination and lack of follow through. And that that's again, how I grew my speaking business. I spoke on procrastination and I created some fun things. I have five procrastination profiles that help people understand why they're procrastinating. And sometimes it's because we need more structure. We don't want to need more structure, Mm -hmm. but you know, growing up and when you were in school or you had a regular job, you knew where to be, when, and what to do. Mm -hmm. And while we all love freedom, too much freedom or lack of a schedule that we have to commit to can end up, we end up taking things saying, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. We go for the bright, shiny, fun things and say, I'll do that later, or that's too hard. And later comes and they can't get it all done. And I even see this with my speakers who say, oh, I don't need to prepare. I'm better off the cuff. I'll do it like improv. And they can usually get away with that once because the adrenaline's going and they're all excited, but they can't carry it forward. And what I tell my speakers in terms of, you know, not procrastinating and not putting things off is it's, it's disrespectful to your clients and to the audience to not prepare. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to go to somebody that had put everything off. You wouldn't want to go to a doctor who put off studying the latest techniques and didn't care and waited to the last minute and rushed through it before he then worked on you or she worked on you, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's really, they're great with big ideas and it's that, it's that understanding what helps them focus and follow through the best. Yeah. And again, doing those talks is what led me to the speaking. And I see the same challenges in the speaking world. It's it's all, They wait to the last minute to do the talk, to organize the talk, to think about a PowerPoint. They're doing PowerPoint slides the night before and the morning of because they waited to the last minute. And usually underneath all of that is... A, the fear of not being good enough, not being liked, it's perfectionism, again, not good enough. And people don't realize that, and I don't like to come out and just kind of jump out at them with that. That has to be kind of a self-discovery process. Yeah. But we do see that unless you're just missing information, it overwhelm is too many things, don't know how to do it, I can't do it right, so I must not be good enough. It, it circles always back to some underlying factor And what I love though is, is I've, I've gotten to last year, I did coaching for a group and I interviewed, I got to work with about 80 women and they had the the greatest ideas and they had wonderful inventions that they had created based on their experience Mm -hmm. and they need to get those things out into the world. And so I did both. I was like, here's how we do the follow through. And you need to be speaking about what you do. You need to be able to share your message with others. And especially these days, you need your voice to be heard. So exactly. um, there's so yeah. many great things that I would
0: love mm-hmm. to see finished and coming out into the world. And that is very beautiful, especially helping those entrepreneurs that maybe face some challenges, and they need that support in order to learn how to grow their business through their speaking. So it's such a valuable offer that you have out there to help all of these entrepreneurs. So, in your own recommendation for someone who is, you know, willing to become a keynote speaker or a speaker, how do you recommend that they can start building that, you know, kind of like audience, or how they can start saying, "Hey, I'm a keynote speaker. I'd like to speak in your events." How 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 does it happen? Like well, how it has been the experience for you? Yeah, that's a great question. It's, it's very
1: interesting when I meet people, they, they never ask me, I want to be a speaker. They say, can you get me on more stages? Uh And I'll circle back with them and say, okay, well, let's look at why you're struggling. Because in the, in America alone, there are something like 70,000 meetings a day between online and all the different associations and chambers and networking groups. And there, and then you put that into the world now, because through technology like this, we have the world at our feet. We can speak anywhere In March, I spoke to Australia. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so you have to figure out what's your why for speaking. And I don't mean the why of what's my life purpose and what am I doing? I mean, Mm -hmm. speaking is a strategy to grow your business. There are keynote speakers who only speak and then they don't do anything else. Mm -hmm. There are not as many that do that these days. Usually they're selling something or they have a business or some consulting practice on the side. So you have to know what you're speaking for and you have to be really clear on the problem you solve. So anytime someone says to me, Oh, I love speaking. I can speak on anything. No, that tells me you're not an expert at anything that you don't, you don't have any specific thing. Even my business coaches that I work with, I want them to find one aspect that they can really claim that's their expertise because otherwise they're just in a sea of thousands of business coaches. So you want to start with, what am I going to talk about? What's the problem that the audience has? You know, who's your target market? So if my audience is entrepreneurs, what's the problem entrepreneurs have? So in the case of my my history, one of the problems they had was uh, lack of follow-through and procrastination and overwhelm. How am I an answer to that problem? You have to know what is your solution. How do you do that? And then where are the right audiences? you create your talk so that it gets you the result you want. So you'd organize your stories and you'd have your teaching points and you know, we can't go through all that today, but you you design it for the result that you want. So if you're trying to get people to sign up for your list, or if you're getting to sell a product or something like that, you want to make sure that, that your talk is intentional towards that result, which means that that product you're selling, That's gotta be the solution to the problem you're talking about. Otherwise, they don't go together and people get confused. Now, not everybody sells something. Sometimes they just wanna grow their list and that's fine. But you always start out with, what's the problem I solve? You know, what's the problem the audience has? Are we a fit? And understanding your your strategic reason for speaking. Now, Mm -hmm. outside of that, you create your talk. It's great if you can study or learn the basics It's not just throw out there and speak. Uh, Like I said, there's a science behind it, kind of a, I don't like cookie cutter because all my speakers are different, but there is kind of a formula to how people learn and understand information that you need to know Mm -hmm. so that you're not in the middle of a story and you go wandering off on another story and lose people. Um, But other than that, you just get out and start. You get on Facebook lives. You have your own group. You ask your friends to follow you and join you in your group. And you do Facebook lives in there and you practice and you get experience and you love yourself through the process. You don't beat yourself up. You reach out to people. Hey, I understand you have speakers at your meetings. You know, this is what I speak about. If this is something you think would benefit your audience, I'd love to speak to your chapter. Now you've done your homework and you know that their audience struggles or has something of that nature. Like you've got to do your homework on the back end, but you just start locally or online and you get better and better as you go, you know, if you want to get to the paid speaker level, which is slightly different than the entrepreneur market, you know, that's a bigger conversation, but it still comes from practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we give hundreds of what we call no fee talks. So I want y'all to hear that. It's not free. It's no fee. Mm -hmm. Because I want you to value your message and what you offer and what you're doing. And no fee means that I am not getting a fee, but in return, I am getting access. I might be building my list. I might be getting photos. I get another thing to list on my one sheet, another company name or group to say that I spoke to. Uh, I I might get to make an offer and build, sell a book or get clients. So there's always some trade-off or exchange. So it's really important that you understand the difference between saying I speak for free because you won't be valued. Mm-hmm. But if you speak for no fee in terms of it's a trade-off, maybe, it's, maybe you're doing a live again and it's no fee, but you're getting video footage or you're getting photos, that's an investment if yeah. you had to go pay for photos on your own. So it's like a trade-off. So always value your message, but you just get started and you get known for something. And I know I said that mm-hmm. a little bit earlier, but you have to become an expert in your field. People don't hire and pay speakers. They hire and pay experts to share their knowledge with their audience.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's such a great point. Usually when we are starting out, we experience that confusion. We know that there, is, there are many things or skills that we might have, but we experience that confusion of not being very clear about mm-hmm. what is exactly what we want to inspire. Just one thing, not right. you know, many at the time. And then, Because of that we made the mistake of going outside and trying to reach so many people and that hurts like basically the process of of the growth of the business because it seems like the person is not an expert in just one specific topic so it doesn't work that way. Yes, it has to be you know, like a niche, basically create their own expertise and and speak all around the the value of the business all around that specific topic. Thank you for that topic. So right right now, because we are more, you know, you have to be more in the online world. Absolutely. And and I I like this, um, you know, to give these specific tips, kind of like driven for people that had those brick and mortar businesses and these entrepreneurs a local entrepreneurs. Because it's very hard. Like after having your own normal business, you have to shut down your business, and then you have to figure out all of this online thing. It just can be. It's very hard. It's like learning another degree, another career, another you know, it is. big expertise. There are so many things that we we know people is doing there outside. You know, in Facebook, in you know, all of these platforms, and it seems so natural they are doing it. Out, but when we decide that we're gonna do it, there are so many things that we have to learn. So that's why I love to ask these type of questions for someone who maybe needs a lot of help in this, in speaking, your expertise, all these type of topics. So in the digital stages, uh-huh. do you have any specific stage that you feel that um, you know, have have a, had a good experience in a specific stage, or it goes by topics, or it goes by, for example, it's different to speaking Facebook. It'll be different to speaking Instagram or in LinkedIn. Do, do you feel that that is the way it works, or not? not necessarily I don't think and just, like, yeah. I don't it.
1: think it's I don't think it's very different. I think we have to be mindful of how we present is different. So if I talk mm-hmm. with my hands a lot, all you can see is this craziness down here, right? Mm-hmm. because you can't get the full experience because I'm not on stage. So I have to adjust that. Yeah. I have to make sure. So if I look at the camera, I'm up here. If I look at you, I'm down here, right? We have to, yeah. we have to pay more attention to where we are. We have mm-hmm. to recognize that we're much more intimate with people. Whereas mm-hmm. normally we're 10 feet away at least and up mm-hmm. on a platform. Yeah. So we have to be mindful of those things. We have mm-hmm. to find different ways to engage the audience yeah. because the person to person presence, the feel is not the same on, on video. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that is we can't worry too much about it. We can't get caught up in the uh, fear of technology. And I have to have all the bells and whistles. There are so many software pieces out there that can help you do this. But if you download all of them, you will never get any of it done. (laughs) Zoom is a great platform. Mm -hmm. Facebook is a great platform. Take your phone, just record a video, upload it to YouTube or LinkedIn. You don't even have to do it live. Upload it to LinkedIn or or, or YouTube or both. That's a great way to get video on LinkedIn is just to upload. You don't have to have the the permission to do the live feeds. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is just to get started. And for my brick and mortar stores, what I love is I'm seeing companies do online fashion shows. Uh, I've seen a couple peaches, one of them. And then I have another friend that owns a store on the East Coast that's a, a vacation town that's been shut down. And she does a lot of things like fashion shows or comments or talks about the latest styles and trends. Uh, my sister-in-law owns a hair salon and they were shut down. So mm-hmm. she did live events where people bought raffle tickets and she raffled off flat irons and hair dryers and colors and cuts for the future. You can find a way to engage your audience. Another friend of mine here in Atlanta owns a makeup and hair studio. And she started doing online, you know, makeup tutorials for people. Mm -hmm. So there's always ways to reach out and be in front of your clients and your audience. And you got to remember your long-term clients. So if you're a brick and mortar store and you've got people that have always supported you, They want you to succeed. They're not worried about you being perfect. They want to support you. They love to support you. When my friends did these things online, I was like, yay, you know, you want to go out and say, I'll do that. Or I want to get that. You want to help them and be a part of their success. Yeah. So the key again is to not get caught up in having every version of everything, pick a platform, whether it's Zoom, or Facebook, or Ecamm, or LinkedIn, and I, I don't wanna even StreamYard, I could go on and on, but that might get people caught up in it. But pick one mm-hmm. and just do it, yeah. and just do it. And it gets so much easier mm-hmm. that, that eventually, you know, if you wanna keep it going, you can do a second one. You could start posting, every business could start posting one video a week on a quick tip, whether it's how to save money on your insurance, what kind of loans to look for now. It could be clothing styles. It could be the latest trends and I don't know what, it could be vacation spots. Like you can do just a tip, a short video and reach your people, your avatars, your clients once a week.
0: Yeah. For sure. That's that's great. Yeah. Start small, like slow, there is no pressure, it's just a start, right? The start right. is what starts breaking, you know, like the, the, the mental pattern patterns, first of all. And with the practice, we get better at right. um, at the speaking and bringing the value outside, right. yeah, to overcome those challenges. That's great. Yeah. So your company is called Smart Success. Uh-huh. I am wondering, you. I always ask this question because the name of the show is Alquimia Success. Alquimia is a word um, that is pronounced in Spanish and in English it means alchemy. Mm-hmm. And alchemy means transformation. So I always like to ask about people, what is the meaning of success? And also you, you have that title in your uh, company. What does it mean success for you, uh, Cricket? Wow, oh, you know, that's such a great question because as I have gotten
1: more wisdom, we won't say older, um, you know, it changes, it changes. I think when I was younger, I wanted, you know, the right career, the right life. I wanted to do everything and, you know, be financially stable and all those things. And as you get older, you start to realize that success. And I always knew success could be different, but you really start to hold on to that, to that. Uh, You don't worry about things anymore that really don't matter. And so success to me is, you know, a happy, healthy family and life. Um, The ability to do the things I want to do. Is there room for more? Of course, depending on how hard I want to work. Does it fit the lifestyle I want? You know, am I, I'm fortunate enough. I think we entrepreneurs are fortunate enough to work and do what we want to do and not be stuck in a job that we we don't enjoy and that that is successful and then there's the flip side of success is when i've done a good talk and i've I've performed well and i've engaged the audience i get a referral you know i get so there there's different ways there's kind of the Mm -hmm. business measurement of success and profitability meaning you're in business uh, not meaning you're, you know, making zillions of dollars. It's not always about the money. It just means that you're moving forward. And when I'm successful in my business, I know I'm affecting other people Yeah. and I'm yeah. helping them with their chance. Trans- so, so that's a piece of it that, yeah. uh, you know, we, uh, unfortunately on June 5th, our family was in a car accident
0: oh, and, so
1: and we really, it, it could have gone very, very badly and it didn't. Yeah. And we all walked away in one piece. And so. Yeah you know, success, it just, it just puts things in order. You know, I have a, a great career that I love, uh, that kept going during this shutdown. So that's fantastic. Uh, I do outside of kind of teaching, speaking and speaking on stages. I, I moderate events, I facilitate. So there's a lot of companies, like you said, that don't know how to use all this technology that don't know how to handle meetings of 30 people on zoom. And so I moderate or MC or facilitate those calls. So I've been been blessed to have enough work to keep me going. Uh, but you know what? It really comes home down to, for me, it comes down to family and faith and, and, you know, right now it comes down to being alive and surviving after that accident, but it really, it puts things in place. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes you not complain about things that you might complain about otherwise. So while there are goals I still want to achieve, Mm -hmm. You know, I consider where where I am today a success.
0: Yeah, you know? for sure. That is beautiful. Always, always the answers. Always the answers are related because we are all human beings and we are all the same. Come from the heart, and in that sense, is basically that success is related with the fact that the basics, right? Like what really matters mm-hmm. in life. So being with the family, the present, and rather than, you know, having a business with certain amount of money, I always say that online, when we are growing our businesses or trying to grow our businesses, there are so many distractions Mm -hmm. and so many easy ways in which we can get trapped in ideas that if we don't have that $1 million business or $7 million business, we are not happy right? Or we are not, or we are lacking of something. And I always like to highlight that we are already successful. We are already happy in exactly the way that we are at this very minute. So this is beautiful because this is a way to bring that inspiration and to project in people and how complete we are right now even if we are not at that goal and even if we don't reach it because as you explained that beautiful example we might not be living tomorrow or life can end today and we've seen it right like in your experience how close it could be to that was the end but it wasn't so this is the the success right now and i'm so beautiful and uh, what you explained thank you very much thank <laughs> you for that so for all of these amazing uh, aspiring keynote speakers or speakers or people who wish to bring the value outside to the audiences mm-hmm. have you uh, you know read something um or got something specifically during you know, your career that you said oh yes this is something beautiful that i like to ex- um, share with the world um that brings a lot of value in terms of speaking or if you build one yourself uh, a piece of content or something or you have a free content or something is there any book that you recommend or something that you recommend I oh, so can learn through that? so if for the business of speaking there's
1: a book called book more business book
0: more business.
1: I think that's what it's called it's by lois kramer okay and that's l o i s mm-hmm. C-R-E-A-M-E-R, book more business, book more business speaking. She's fabulous. And she's really clear with, with what I talked about. Of what's the problem you solve? What's your expertise with helping that? Um, you know, for me, I love all things about storytelling, uh, speaking. Uh, there's National Speakers Association in the States. In Canada, there's CAPS, the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers uh, there's an Australian Speakers Association. There is a one for the United Kingdom and Europe. Those are great places to start to follow and learn. Mm-hmm. There's Toastmasters, and I believe they're worldwide, so you can find a Toastmasters chapter. Mm-hmm. Little different methodology on speaking versus mm-hmm. keynoting, but they blend perfectly well together. Yeah. Um, I love to read The psychology books, there's, you know, the psychology of speaking and understanding what motivates people and, you know, understanding and same with storytelling, what, what helps people there. Uh, what I do, you asked about my content. I have some, some webinars and some trainings I've done, and I usually Mm -hmm. offer those first. I have a free Facebook group and I offer everything into that group first. And then a lot of my talks, I give a lot of content in my talks. So I have one talk that's just only on messaging, meaning what do you say for your, what we call that I hate elevator pitch. I wouldn't ever call it a pitch, your introduction. What is your 30 second or one minute introduction? I have an entire workshop on that of how to Mm -hmm. understand what you're expert at and how to talk about what you do. Yeah. You know, all the way up to how do I get booked on stages? Mm, Um, That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the name of the Facebook group? Um, it's called smart success club, smart success club. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I do have a bitly link. It might be hard. We, if we can type it somewhere, maybe after the call, we can post it below, but it's, yeah. it's the bitly B I T dot L Y okay. forward slash crickets group. Mm-hmm. No apostrophe. So K R I C K E T S G R O U P but if that doesn't work, it's Smart Success Club. So Facebook forward slash groups forward slash Smart Success Club.
0: Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that's right there. A lot of value. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. I noticed that you explained that the keynote speaking is a little bit a different model. What right. do you mean by that? What is keynote speaking? I, and I ask, I ask, it's like many of us would be, you know, confused a little bit. Mm -hmm. What is speaking and what is keynote speaking? What's the difference?
1: So, so in our world today, we have the traditional keynote speaker, which means you are paid to speak. You are getting, that's how you make your living and your income. Then we had the, what we call speak to sell format, which is what most entrepreneurs do. They Mm -hmm. speak in front of groups for no fee. In order to grow their list, mm-hmm. get contacts, or sell a program, usually a small, not an expensive, but a smaller end program or their book or something along those lines. Yeah. Keynoting has changed a bit in that a lot of keynote speakers, while they are still paid to speak, they might also on the back end be offering consulting services to the business. Uh, and so the difference is there's sponsorships where you can buy a sponsorship spot on a stage, which is still, you are paying, yeah. you are paying to be on oh. someone else's stage oh, okay. for access to the people. And you want to weigh those, they can be very beneficial and they can drain you dry. You have to be yeah. very clear on who the yeah. audience is, what's involved, who else is speaking, what the other offers are. And then you have to have a talk that just blows it away Mm
0: -hmm. so that
1: those people do come to you because they're going to have lots of choices. So we have a sponsorship model, which is where I pay to be on your stage, but I can make Mm -hmm. an offer of a free content or sell something we have. I speak for free and I can either make a small offer or I can do a free offer to grow my list Mm -hmm. or we have where you pay me to come speak to your audience, but I'm not making an offer at all and I don't get the list.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, Mm -hmm. I might be coming into your company to consult and to help, but I'm not going after the whole audience and putting them on a list.
0: Yeah, yeah, like a consulting, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome to learn exactly what are the difference and the options for someone out there wondering uh, what possibilities exist for like to expand in kino key, speaking mm-hmm. or like speaking and selling their own products or services that's great yeah. thank you for that yeah um in terms of your own life which is like i'm always curious so amazing every entrepreneur that comes to the show is so successful um what is the big challenge the number one challenge that you've experienced in your own business and how you overcame that challenge you know i'm just coming off the biggest challenge i experienced
1: for mm-hmm. uh, i lost my mom last july oh, and for so the funny. 4 years prior to that i was her caregiver in my home okay and so my business slowed to almost nothing it had to you know that's yeah. family mm-hmm. and uh, my mom is irish and i know in a lot of different cultures you know, unless, unless it's completely necessary, the parents stay in the home. And yes. my mom always wanted to stay in the home. So we kept her in the house with us and I took her to all the appointments. And the thing is, is it's very hard. I couldn't travel to speak. I could, I chose not to, let's rephrase that. Yeah. I did a little bit, but as things got harder in the end, I stopped traveling. I stopped working almost for 18 months. I did, mm-hmm. I would do local things. Mm-hmm. And I did online things and I also do some corporate training. So I did enough to keep my business going.
0: Yeah.
1: It wasn't hugely profitable. I stayed yeah. out of the red, mm-hmm. but I wasn't accelerating. Uh, yeah. And that was just mm-hmm. a choice I made. Yeah, And I think sometimes in business and I have an assistant, but they can't speak for me and I mm-hmm. am my product. <laughs> exactly. So it's different than I'm not just selling widgets online. Mm-hmm. and, and, you know, luckily enough, when I stopped going to events to care for mom and I stopped marketing, my practice actually grew. I had people contacting me saying, can I work with you for three months? So mm-hmm. that was fascinating to watch. Yeah. Uh, the other side of it that's been really interesting is it's allowed me the time and space to recreate what I want in my business. So I have been in the process this past year of working on a new book. And working on a new keynote talk that's a little bit more big picture about what I do and how it affects things. And I, I, so I've had the time to sit back and, you know, when we talk about success, I've had the time to sit back and think, what were the important pieces? What were the pieces that would happen in business, which is predominantly communication, communication, understanding, communicating so that each of us can understand each other, Understanding that if I don't understand you and you don't understand me, we're never going to move forward, whether that's leadership or customer service or sales or anything, we're not going to get anywhere. So what was a huge challenge at the time and and very frustrating, honestly, you're torn between, you know, I love my mother and I'm caring for her and I'm watching the business that I created shrink. Uh, But I was surrounded by good family and friends and business friends who've helped me. I have mentors, I'm a very big believer in having mentors, and what's come out of it, it's just been under a year now, is really this ability to kind of recreate with a new, uh, uh, more wisdom and a bigger perspective on, on what I want and what I want the business to look like. Yeah. But it also highlights how important it is to have systems and structures in your business, to have things in place, to have that assistant who knows where things are when you can't get there who can answer an email when you can't get reception at the hospital, who can reschedule your calls for you. If something happens, who can send out your headshot and your speaker information when you're not available. So it, it really highlights, you know, the the idea that could you walk away from your business right now and have it survive. And I was close, you know, I'll be honest with you. We don't think about these things. We don't, we don't, you know, I never expected this to happen. And, uh, so, so we made it, but it, it was probably the, the hardest thing I've done, having to go on stage. There was one time I had to go on stage and write. Oh, and this, I, I would say, never, never look at your phone before you go on stage. Yes. I, um, yes, I got it. Yes. I got a text from my mom saying the MRI wasn't good and my mm. heart just sunk. And we talked about nerves earlier and that's, I started I was like, yeah. I can't, you know, my brain is swirling and I'm thinking, do mm. I go home? And I'm like, I can't yes. do anything at home. Mm. And as a professional, I've made a commitment to be on stage. Yeah. So I had to really get my wits about me. Mm-hmm. I like to move, I'm not a standstill person. So I really, I kind of did the superwoman pose, mm-hmm. but I kind of bounced in place and I did my breathing and I really grounded myself and I had to get the mental chatter out of my head that was worry and caregiver and can I do this? And can I do this and not let people know something's wrong? And I just had to tell myself, you know, I had to really talk myself up and say, you've earned this, you're an expert, you're professional, you've trained for this, you've got this. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, I walked out on stage and it was one of the best things, best times I've ever done. Yeah. You now I really settled in because I told myself what to expect, but that was, that was probably the, the four most, most challenging years ever.
0: Yeah. That's amazing to hear from those very, very real stories, how, you know, experience um, people, always at any stage, we can get those challenges Mm -hmm. and then that's why applying all of these strategies work in terms of that whether it happens soon or later we're going to have challenges and we're going to have to be to be prepared with the mental state to overcome those challenges. Right. So it's not that we start a business. It starts to have, you know, even a lot of growth challenges are going to still come and we're going to have to still be um, aware enough of how to drive through those uh, situations um, being outside of those uh, challenges you know, grown like grow, grow outside of those challenges. So yeah. it's a beautiful every time that we talk about all of these uh, stories. And I also love, you know, in my own culture, we always also um, take care of our parents. Mm-hmm. And I know that in this American culture, I see that maybe it's not, um, it's not very, you know, traditional. Um, I have to recognize that in. The business side, when you have a business and you are, you know, with this, all of these challenges, it's very beautiful that you, of course, put a lot of, you know, effort, personal efforts, there, um, even as successful as you are for also your parents and your family, uh, which also links to the meaning of success that you were explaining. Right. So it's very beautiful how, um, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and we are still humans, right? Um, right? So you were able to handle even those situations, which means there are always possibilities. We think, no, I'm so busy, I cannot do it. Uh, my job fears or my, you know, business fears. But everything in life is, has to be balanced, right? So your right. family. Well, you know,
1: and and your- and just, just to clarify, I understand some people can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some some medical conditions are are dangerous to leave them in the home. So I just want to, for those of you going through that out there, I just want to acknowledge that I was just in a situation where she could be at home Yeah. and uh, I don't have little children anymore. My children are grown. My (laughs) youngest, my youngest at the time, I think was 17 and she was pretty much on her own. She was very self-sufficient. So, you know, there are different. So, so we were, you know, we were lucky and that's really Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the joys of being an entrepreneur is you can make decisions like that and move your hours around and change your work schedule and yeah. choose not to work on Tuesday afternoons and yeah. you know whatever that looks like we have that flexibility that maybe if I was in a Monday through Friday
0: eight to five job I might not have had I might have lost that job yeah hmm yeah that's awesome yeah in general yeah it, it, there are specific situations where that is really impossible I totally understand so that, that's beautiful that you at the end of the day you were able to manage all of this and you are so successful now out of those situations and you're growing your business mm-hmm. so in terms of that where do you see your business going what's your business it was your uh, vision and what projects are coming for your business Oh, so that's been the fun part too, is when you get to recreate, you
1: get to create new stuff. So I still work one-on-one with people. And then I have some, some, you know, of the corporate end plans where I do executive presence coaching for, for corporations or for businesses that do trade shows and events. So I do some of those things, but on the personal level, uh, I'm going to be doing a speaker membership called the speaker studio, which is everything from behind the green screen to on the stage to understanding how things work, how to get on networking stages, and how to convert those opportunities into clients and cash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll be doing that through some webinars. Uh, I, this this shelter in place has allowed me to really amp up my virtual presentation skills. And again, do I do some MCing? I love to MC events. So when people are hosting an event, I'm the person that comes in and keeps the crowd going and, and handles the transitions so that the expert can stay with what they're doing and not worry about having to care for everything else. Yeah. And I work with some event planners on that. And so it's been it's been great. I again doing some moderating and facilitating of groups or panels online because we have a lot of experts that want to host a panel, but they've never done it in this platform before and so they don't know how to how to manage the conversation uh, and, and, and keep people going. So it's, it's been great. It gives me a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Ideally we'll get back to meeting in person Mm -hmm. and I'll get back to traveling and speaking on stages with live audiences. And Mm -hmm. that really comprises at least 50% of my business, which is why I have the membership so that I can still do that even when I'm traveling. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so if I could get back to the stage, that would be fantastic. And, you know, somewhere, somewhere down as we things go, I may be hosting my own live event. So nice. we'll have to see, we're kind of waiting to see how this year pans out because I think, you know, it won't happen in the fall now with the way things are. Yeah. Uh, I need to see when we're safe to be back in person together and what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's given me a lot of time to create and to have the freedom to step up mm-hmm. and have the time to work it out which so often we don't have time we need everything done yesterday. So I've had the time to think through what is it I really want? What does that look like? Who do I want to help? And as much as I go into associations and help with sales communication, leadership communication, understanding, you know, how do I communicate with you the best way so that you're the the best performer? I love my entrepreneurs and my creative thinkers and my outside the box people just as much. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so That's so, uh, yeah that sounds very exciting yes very fun for what is coming right i hope so <laughs> yes yes that's great so um uh, is there anything you wish i had asked you today um no i think we covered a lot oh gosh we yeah. talked about everything i think yeah yes. a lot yeah yes. that's good thank you yeah very much. it was fun yeah so um how people can get a hold of you a cricket and, for support for actual business, for keynote speaking, or help. So they can speaking. go to my
1: they can go to my website, which is Smart Success Inc. Yes. So Smart Success All Together, No Spaces, INC, Smart Inc.com. Or they can reach out to me on Facebook at Cricket, my maiden name's in there. So Cricket Cody Harrison.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or go to my free Facebook group, which is the Smart Success Club.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Very easy to get a hold of you. Thank you very much, Cricket, for um, all your um, amazing journey, sharing that amazing journey and all your best tips that you shared today with us and all your insights and uh, all your advice. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for having
1: me. I, I really, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It's so nice to have this format to get to to know you and to talk. And not be in the 10 or 15 minute cycle that is so prevalent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is really a, really a wonderful thing you're doing and sharing with people.
0: And I appreciate you including me in that. Thank you very much for sharing all that knowledge. And I'm pretty sure that maybe we can meet in the future or in a live event or in any other platform. So we can continue uh, to provide value to your audience too. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And see you in the next episode sounds Bye good thank now. you thank you